You know, every year as the summer starts to wane and the scent of those freshly sharpened pencils fill the air, I get this buzz of excitement. Remember those back-to-school jitters? The thrill of a new backpack, the promise of a fresh new start. But are you feeling overwhelmed with the summer to fall transition? Well, fear not. There is an art to seamless transitions. The magic of proactively planning, the wonders of efficient time management, and the secret sauce of nurturing your team are the three key strategies to making this transition from our super busy summer to our new fall a bit more comfortable. Being armed with strategies to not only survive but thrive during this bustling season is how you will get there with more peace of mind and less overwhelm. So whether you're sipping on that summer smoothie or already dreaming about those pumpkin spice lattes, let's embark together on this journey and set the stage for an incredible back-to-school season for you and the business you manage. Kelly Peak. I've spent the past 26 years growing multiple million dollar early childhood businesses. I'm here to help you navigate both the messy and magical seasons of your early childhood business with simple, actionable strategies. It is my goal to make your life a little easier working with our most prized possessions in life. If you're ready to control the chaos, ditch the exhausting overwhelm, and keep the joy, then be sure to join us at kellypeak.com. Well, hi there, early childhood business owners and operators. It's Kelly Peek again with the Early Childhood Business Made Easy podcast, and I'm super excited to share strategies how you can find more time and freedom without that chaos and overwhelm. Now, today, we are going to talk about something that happens every single year. Now, as the summer sun starts to wane and that scent of those freshly sharpened pencils fill the air... I love a good sharp pencil. Let me tell you, I have them everywhere. I think it's because of the eraser, honestly. I am not committed to anything, meaning it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to make a change and move forward. And that's what I love about that pencil. Now, it is a super busy time for us. If you operate or own a preschool, a childcare, an early um, an enrichment program, a play cafe, any early childhood businesses that services families, you are super busy. Many of you probably have summer camps and summer programming going on and right up until the very first day of school. I know we do. I know we have literally a four-day break, which is the weekend and Labor Day, before we go back to training for the year and then back to school. So it is really tough sometimes. I've been there, I promise. This period can bring a whirlwind of tasks and challenges, juggling summer wrap-ups while prepping for the fall. And let me tell you, it's like trying to keep a dozen beach balls in the air. I get it. But let's get to the heart of what we're really dealing with. We all share a common goal, to provide the best early child experiences for the little ones we serve. But here's the challenge. How do we smoothly transition from our vibrant, busy, bustling summer programs to the structured back to school season without missing a beat. It's like trying to change the tires on a moving car. But imagine this, a world where you're ahead of the curve, where every task is streamlined and your team is motivated and ready to tackle any challenge. That's the dream, right? And that's precisely what today's episode promises to deliver. We're handling, we're handing you the strategies to navigate the seasonal shift with confidence and ease. By implementing the strategies I'm going to discuss today, you'll not only embrace your early childhood business operations, but you'll be able to create a positive enriching, enriching environment for both you, your team, excuse me, for you, your team, 
and the families you serve. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting in the out in the world of early childhood business, these insights are your ticket to a stress-free and successful transition. Now, before we dive in to those strategies, I want to pose a question that might just turn your perspective upside down. Now, think about the first day of back to school. You walk into your early childhood business and everything is running like clockwork. The summer memories are cherished. The fall programming and season services are all set and there's an air of excitement. But here's the twist. What if I told you that this seamless transition began not in August, not even way back in July, but back in the spring? So ask yourself, are we truly proactive in our approach? Are we just constantly playing catch up? What if the key to mastering the seasonal shift lies in not just the actions of the present, but in the foresight of the past? Let's unravel this together and discover how we can be not one, but several steps ahead of our early childhood business journey. Now, I can almost hear a thought buzzing in your minds. I've been in this industry for years, and every transition period is just inherently chaotic. It's the nature of the beast. Can planning and strategies truly make a difference? It's a valid concern. This shift from summer to fall is not just about changing programming or curriculum. It's about managing emotions, expectations, and the ever-evolving dynamics of our young learners and the families that we serve. This eternal belief that chaos is inevitable can be our biggest obstacle. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we believe it's bound to be terrible, then that's the reality we create. But what if we change that notion? What if we could introduce systems and strategies that not only manage it, but the chaos, but anticipate the chaos? And that's the core challenge that this episode aims to tackle, the transformative power of proactive planning, efficient time managing, and nurturing your team. The strategies are not just about ticking off tasks on your to-do list. They're about creating a harmonious environment where both you and your team have the ability to serve your families and thrive. Now, we're here to provide you with tools and insights that can transform the season shift from a storm to navigate to a breeze and enjoy. And again, many of you, it's August. I know you're already in the heart of it. Some of you have already done your planning. But the goal is that next year you get this planning done early and then you're prepped and ready to go. And in our early childhood business, our play cafes, boutique preschools and enrichment programs that we operate and have operated now for 18 years, we have it so dialed in that we barely spend any time on planning anymore because it just runs like clockwork. Everyone knows what to expect and when. So our planning is now more about how do we better serve our families? How do we better improve what we do? Because we already know what we're going to do. So I hope to get that for you as well. Now, in the dynamic world of early childhood, Again, this transition from summer to fall, well, it provides a lot of challenges and opportunities. And without a structured approach, you often grapple with those overwhelming tasks, leading to burnout, decreased team morale, and concerns from your families. And such chaos can deter future enrollments, result in valuable team turnover, and even cause misgrowth opportunities. So it's really key to get some of these strategies in place. Again, I know you might be playing catch up, but Look at them for this year, and then what can you take and glean for next year? Now, with proactive planning and effective communication and team empowerment, we can transform this period from this daunting challenge into a seamless experience. By doing so, we not only ensure 
operational excellence and enhanced reputation, but also secure peace of mind for you. The decisions we make today have the power to shape the trajectory of our businesses, making it crucial to address these seasonal shifts with strategy and foresight. As someone deeply entrenched in the world of early childhood, I've witnessed firsthand the transformative power of structured planning and proactive management. I remember coaching Emma, a passionate educator who had just started her own early childhood learning center. She was overwhelmed with the summer to fall transition, feeling like she was constantly firefighting. Together, we implemented the strategies we're discussing today. And within a year, not only did her center see a 20% increase in enrollments, but she also shared how her team felt more cohesive, motivated, and prepared. Now, I share Emma's story not to boast about success, but to highlight a journey many of you might resonate with. It's not about the challenges we face, but it's how we rise above them. And I promise you, my friend, you are not alone in this journey. Consider me your guide, armed with experience, empathy, and proven strategies. I too am a mom of three, and summers are always super busy. I always start out with these amazing, grandiose plans to create some amazing summer memories, making the experiences with my daughters and my husband magical, only to have seen the summer months end in a blink of an eye, feeling the guilt of my children inside or in camps and me inside working on these beautiful days that could be spent in the sunshine together. I made my mind up years ago, I would not sacrifice the memories of my children for other people's children. Now, I get it, I get it. This sounds harsh because we are here to serve, but I am being 100% real with you. I have dedicated my entire adult life to serving families and elevating the experiences for young children, and I will continue to do so, but I have learned I cannot do it at the expense of myself or my own family. I used to feel guilty about that, trapped in this cycle of service, but I learned that you can can only serve at the highest level when your needs are met first. And sacrificing your family, my friend, is not going to be meeting your needs. Now back to our topic. Let's navigate the seasonal shift, ensuring that your early childhood business not only survives, but it thrives. Okay, shall we embark on this transformative journey? Let's start with number one, the importance of planning ahead. Our first key strategy revolves around the age-old wisdom of planning ahead. In the world of early childhood, foresight is not just a virtue, it truly is a necessity. A well-laid-out plan can be the difference between a chaotic transition and a seamless one. It's often the case that we just get caught up. Again, the chaotic, overwhelming little fires that come up every day constantly put off the things that we know we could be doing. We feel like, well, that hour we spend planning is not as valuable as making sure a team member gets what they need or a family gets what they need or a, 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 we execute a specific program. But I promise you, my friend, those things will always be there. They will, they will still be there after that hour of just taking some time to plan. And one of the key things that we do and we have done for years is we plan our entire school year before September. Again, we just did this process. It takes us now maybe a half hour. We begin by outlining our curriculum and our school structure for our boutique preschool programs for the upcoming fall season. Now, we identify key learning objectives, themes, activities for each month. And once you have a broad overview, you can break them down week by week. We also look at our schedule events, making sure to plan plenty of family relationship building events like parent date nights, family movie nights, play play dates in the park, etc. So, for example, we look at two things. One, we have our curriculum overview. Now, we've taken away all of the dates. It is now each week 
four weeks a month. And we kind of spread it out over the holidays because to account for those some of those fifth weeks. But again, there's no specific dates. So all we're doing every year is we're just changing if we're tweaking a theme. And some years, if we're super busy, we're super full with enrollment and the year went great, we might keep all of those themes. Because again, remember, a child in preschool that moves up into pre-K, even if the curriculum theme is the same, the next year, they have a totally different teacher. They're at a totally different age, totally different stage, totally different developmental abilities. So even though the theme might be the same, the child doesn't realize it. And so again, they're just having that fun, exciting experience. So keeping the themes the same for us all year, year after year has been extremely beneficial to making sure that we can stay consistent and stay on top of things. This need to change every single year. Well, we did that the first five years and it just became such a headache. And we again realized that, for example, again, preschool and pre-K, they have the exact same themes because they're totally different teachers and totally different stages of development. The activities are completely different. So it made more sense. And then the same goes for our annual calendar. So now all of the events that we have scheduled happen around the same time. So for example, all of our open houses are on Thursday. We do three of them, one in September, one in February, and one in May. It's always the third Thursday of the month. So we don't have to worry about dates. So again, the calendar that we give parents, we update it every year just to make sure, again, because weeks and holidays change things. But for the most part, because we're, we've identified our specific events not based on a specific date, it now makes planning easy because every year we just go look at the third Thursday in May, the third Thursday, and we can then plug in the dates that way rather than having to plan out new events every year. So again, our parent date nights, we do a, a every month we have a specific family activity and now the parents look forward to it. They know in January, we're going to have a family movie night on a Friday. So again, it becomes really easy once you lock in, spend some time planning it, and then year after year, just build on it, keeping things the same, putting in a process that all you're doing is tweaking the dates. Now, just a little expert insight here, renowned uh, educator Maria Montessori once said, preparation is the key to success. By mapping out your year, you're not only preparing yourself, but you're setting up your families for a successful learning journey. Strategy number two, when it comes to planning ahead, team training workshops. Organize two to three workshops for your team for the upcoming year. Now, again, this ensures everyone's on the same page. You can address any concerns or suggestions in advance. And it really helps with the team bonding. So for example, what we do is we now know we have a team training meeting every year on the Tuesday before school starts. So the first day of school is on a Wednesday every year after Labor Day, and Tuesday is our team training, and then that night we have our ice cream social. So again, it's set the same time every day for our our boutique uh, excuse me, for our play cafes, we have a set time in the summer and we have a set time in December right before our super busy winter season. Again, every year it's the same. We also plan, they plan out two team bonding workshops. We have events where they can go together and on a Saturday spend four or five hours training together. And so they plan that two to three times, excuse me, one to two times a year. So then we have three a year. In addition to we take off... um MLK Day and President's Day, and we do a little mini training on those days. So again, really have them all mapped out every year so we already know when they're going to happen. 
Now, as educational expert Benjamin Franklin put it, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Investing in your team training, well, it ensures that your entire team is well-equipped to deliver the quality services that you believe in that will help drive your business. Now, in our Back to School Challenge, we spend an entire week on team building, and in another week, is is dedicated to executing a successful team meeting. The success of your business depends on your team. Check that out at kellypeak.com on the free resources page. It's the Back to School Revenue Roadmap Challenge. It's still happening and it's going to go through the end of uh, August. Okay, number two, our second key strategy dives into the essence of time management and productivity. As the saying goes, time is money. But in our industry, time is also quality early childhood experiences, happy students, happy parents, and a motivated team. So a strategy here is what we call the time freedom matrix. And this, again, is a strategy and a framework that you can use. And it helps you really organize your tasks. It really gets your mindset around what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Should you be doing it or should someone else be doing it? So you're going to categorize your tasks based on their urgency, their importance, your confidence in being able to get them done, and then how soon you need them done. This really helps in determining what needs immediate attention, what should be delegated, contracted out, what could be eliminated. So for example, Um, marketing. Some people love to do the marketing and they're confident in it. And so they should be doing it. Other people love to do the marketing, but they're not so great at it. So they waste time. They waste valuable time when someone else they could have hired to do it much quicker and probably better. And then there are other people who don't love the marketing and don't know how to do it. And again, they tend to just not do it because they know they should, but they just really don't have any success or confidence around it. And so, and they don't know anybody that could help them get it done, or they think it's too expensive, so they just don't do it. And that's also a time waster because you're dealing with that and you're also losing um, out on valuable opportunities. Dwight Eisenhower, he's the 34th president of the United States. He believed in prioritizing tasks effectively. He said, what is important is seldom urgent and what is urgent is seldom important. So our time freedom matrix, it's based on the Eisenhower matrix. It's kind of, it's what he put together. So to help you get more productive during this busy time, we've created that t- a time-saving resource to help you get your task list evaluated. And it's using our time freedom matrix. You'll determine which quadrant each task belongs in, and you'll decide what you can delegate, what you can automate, contract out, and or maybe even eliminate altogether. And the second strategy here when it comes to time management and uh, productivity is batch processing. Grouping similar tasks and tackling them in one go. It reduces the mental load of switching between different types of tasks. I know by now, I hope by now you've all heard that multitasking is not all it's cracked up to be. It really is, isn't. So batching your days. For example, I will spend Mondays on just days I need to get anything creative done. It really is my day not to prepare, plan. So if I have any of those fires going on, I know I can deal with them. And then Tuesday is my day that I do meetings. So I might set up any new parent meetings. I might set up uh, any meetings with my team. I have trained my team that Tuesdays are meeting with parents for birthday party explanations or birthday party interviews or new parent interviews, etc. And then Wednesday will be specific activities I need to get done around maybe going to meetings, maybe um, 
meeting with other people, etc. So again, picking your days on what you want to do and keeping specific days to yourself. Friday, for example, I try not to plan anything. I just let Friday happen because I know it's a day that I need to just be open-minded, whether it's for my personal life, my family, my kids, or work. So again, you have to decide what works best for you and what you need to accomplish. But when you batch everything on specific times or days or take a morning just to do this, an afternoon just to do that, again, it will really help you keep specific things together, which helps you get them done. When you're doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, nothing gets done well. Okay, let's go on to strategy number three, prioritize self-care and team morale. Now, our final segment touches on the heart and soul of any early childhood business. It's your people. Prioritizing self-care and team morale ensures a positive, nurturing environment. We've talked a lot about self-care, I feel like, over the last few weeks because it is so important, especially right now. Our buildings can feel very chaotic. Again, during this transition, summer gets so busy, and yet at the same time, we're preparing for this magical experience of back to school, especially if we service little people. It could be their, you know, a magical birthday. It could be a enrichment program where they're coming in and learning music for the first time. It could be just a three-year-old's first first day of preschool. These are all magical experience for parents. And so we're trying to create that while at the same time have this amazing summer program. So it can be a real challenge. So, and it can also take a toll on our mental health and our own um, self-care routine. So really want to make sure you're, you're prioritizing those. And one of the things with team morale, really focus on doing some check-ins with your team. You can schedule one-on-ones with your team. If you, even if it's only for 10 minutes, just give them a platform and a a place to voice their concerns, share achievements with them, simply connect and just build them up. Again, just check in. How are you doing? Do you need anything? How can I help you? And thank you for the amazing work you do for our team. You can do this monthly with a coffee. You can literally, one of the things that I have done is when I go in and just check in, I I have a, 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 a specific time in the morning and a specific time in the afternoon. And I just walk around the building and I would just check in and be like, how's it going? Oh my gosh, I love this activity. Look at these artwork. This is so amazing. This party looks so fun. You set it up so great. Like again, just walk around, just a quick, how's it going? And it really gives them the ability to feel trust with you. So if there is a problem, they will let you know. Strategy number two, your team building activities. Organize activities that foster team bonding and relaxation. Now, this can be anything from a weekend retreat, a family day in the park, a simple game night, Um, things that we've done that have been so successful. We've done a lot of potluck lunches where each team member brings in a favorite dish. They love doing that. In the summer, we always meet at a park or uh, we live on a lake. And so we, we, we planned a, a fun day for them to bring their families and meet at the lake and spend a couple hours together taking care of each other. Our team meeting at the back to school time, we always do a manicure. They love that. So we have our team meeting and then go out for manicures. So again, come up with fun things that your team loves to do. Now, as, as motivational speaker Simon Sinek puts it, a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. Now, as we wrap up today's enlightening episode, let's take a moment to reflect on the transformative power of preparation, time management, and nurturing our teams. These are strategies that we've discussed, and they're not, again, just about ticking off that to-do list. They're about creating a harmonious environment where both you, your team, and your families can thrive. 
By planning ahead, we lay the foundation for this seamless transition. Time management ensures we're not just busy, but we're productive. And by prioritizing the well-being of our team, we foster positive, motivated, and a quality environment that directly impacts the quality of the experiences we provide. Now, the beauty of these strategies is they're not just theoretical. They are actionable. Each step, each insight is a tool in your arsenal to elevate your early childhood business. And the result? Well, they speak for themselves. Enhanced operational efficiency, a motivated team, satisfied parents, and most importantly, happy, engaged learners. So as you stand on the cusp of this seasonal shift, I urge you to embrace these strategies, dive into the world of proactive planning, master the art of time management, and cherish the heartbeats of your business your team. The future is bright, and for those ready to take action, a world of possibility awaits. Remember, every challenge is an opportunity in disguise, and with the right tools and mindset, there is no challenge too big. And here's to a successful transition and even more to a successful new year. Now, until next time, keep shining, keep inspiring, and keep making a difference. Now, today I've shared some strategies about productivity and time management, and I wanted to remind you about those resources that I mentioned, the Time Freedom Matrix and the Back to School Revenue Roadmap Challenge. You can find them both at kellypeak.com. Now, we hope that this episode brought you a fresh new perspective on the importance of putting in a little time and effort for that bigger payoff in the end. When you delegate, automate, or eliminate your tasks, you are nurturing your mindset and your business. You will be spending less time on those little daily fires and you can be spending more time doing the things you truly enjoy. Focusing on all those things that really matter, your top priorities, your family, the things you love to do, all those things that bring you more joy and your business more success. Now be sure to check out our new free resource on our kellypeak.com website, the Early Childhood Business Operations Framework Flight Plan. There you'll find a six-step plan and an amazing set of strategies to nurture and grow your profitable early childhood business. And one more thing, we need your help. Please consider rating and reviewing our show. This helps us support more people just like you move forward with the time freedom lifestyle and the profitable early childhood business that they desire. So scroll to the bottom, tap to rate with five stars if you feel like we deserve it and select write a review. And then be sure to let us know what you loved most about the episode or what we can improve on or what you'd like to hear. And even if you haven't done so already, follow the podcast because we would really, really appreciate it. Take care and have a great week. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. Are you ready to take your early childhood business to the next level? Then head over to kellypeak.com to join a community of other early childhood professionals who are ditching the chaos and the overwhelm and creating a business they love. I can't wait to see you there. Bye for now.